Suspect listeners, it is your host, Katie. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. You guys, is it just me, or are the Reddit episodes kind of turning into my favorite episodes? I don't know. I just think they're so different, you know? Obviously, I love the cases too, but... I think these are fun. They're different. They kind of just give us all a chance to take a break and just laugh and maybe cringe a little bit, so... (laughs) I hope that you guys are enjoying these episodes as much as I am recording them. I have a really fun time like looking for the threads too or just deciding what the subject of the thread I want to be for the episode. So I don't know. It's fun from beginning to end. So I decided for this month since it is February, you know, it's the month of love that it would be funny to do like some bad dates. Like I went on Reddit and I just typed in What was the worst date you ever had? And I found so many threads of people telling their bad dating experiences. And I was laughing and cringing and all the things. So I wrote down a couple of my favorites that we're going to read through today. I don't know if any of you listening have personally had like a bad dating experience. Like whether it's like a specific date or a specific person But if you have like a funny story, send that over to the email. I would love to read it on here. I think that, (laughs) I mean, there's so many of us listening that one of you is bound to have like a bad dating experience, right? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe not. I hope not. But if you do, please send that over to suspectpodcast1 at gmail.com or you can send it to me at suspectpodcast on Instagram. I'd love to read it on here or if you want to send me like a voice memo of you just telling the story yourself, I'll just insert that in and play your clip. So whatever works for you. And it doesn't have to be a dating story. If you guys have like any crazy stories that you think like would go good on Suspect, send them over to me. I don't care what it is. (laughs) I don't. I personally, I was trying to think about this because I was going through these threads, right? And I'm reading like all of these awful dating experiences or like a specific date that didn't go well for someone. And I try to like rack my brain and think if I have like any bad like date experiences. I've had like, so I, I've had definitely had like bad dating experiences when it comes to like a specific person, not really so much like the date experience itself. So yeah, I tried for like 20 minutes to think like, have I ever been on a date where it was just like awkward or like the vibe wasn't there or whatever the case is, but no, you guys, I low-key was like kind of proud of myself, but also you guys, I have to be honest with you, I really do have good taste in men, like I have never picked well besides the one guy that was like my actual boyfriend besides him but he doesn't count I'm talking about just like dating like casual dating relationships I haven't had like a bad experience like I pick like pretty decent men and I'm really proud of myself for that like every man that I've ever like interacted with like whether that be like intimately or like casually or whatever the case may be I'm really cool with all of them (laughs) like still like have them on social media like supportive of them they support me like nothing ended on like a bad no it was just kind of going different ways and we decided not to take whatever that casual relationship was forward so I mean I don't know they're all great men if any of you are listening to this shout out to you I appreciate you guys for always being nice and being respectful and not being a fucking twat (laughs) But yeah, so for me, no bad like date experiences. 
we'll save the bad boyfriend story for another time because I could make a whole fucking podcast episode on that for you guys. But for right now, just know no bad date experiences for me. All of the men that I've spoken to or dated or interacted with have been very lovely and I love that for myself, right? Because I feel like when you date good men, like you have good examples, like even if it doesn't work out with whoever you're dating or casually dating, that's a good person. Like you have examples of what you're looking for and like your person, you know what I mean? So for instance, with me, I look back at all the different men that, you know, I've interacted with or like casually dated or whatever the case may be. And they all have really good like characteristics that I would love to have in my person one day. So I just think that's the cool thing about dating is like looking back and like seeing like, okay, like I dated Johnny for six months, but Johnny was really nice and Johnny made me confident. And then I dated Timmy for three months, but Timmy made me laugh. Timmy made me feel like I could be myself. So I just think it's cool when you look back at like your overall dating experience and you're able to pick apart those little pieces and characteristics from every person that you have like had some sort of relationship with. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Also, I just want to say this. All the men that I've interacted with are fine, you guys. Like, I I really have good taste in men. I'm not trying to brag, but they're all really, really fine, and they're really, really nice, and I just, I love that for myself because I didn't have a great example, like, growing up of really, like, what a loving relationship is supposed to look like, so I've been kind of, like, navigating that myself <laughs> through my 20s. But yeah, I think when you're dating good people, it just makes it easier. Like, look for those red flags. Like, address them. Don't just, like, overpass them. Because when you, like, kind of just, like, overpass the red flags, you get stuck into this toxic cycle where you're just constantly, like, ignoring the red flags because you've been doing that since the beginning. So one thing that I do is, like, any red flags that I see and, like, a casual relationship like somebody I'm dating somebody I'm being intimate with like whatever the case is I address it and if it's not corrected then I just remove myself from the situation and I honestly can say that that has saved me so much heartbreak (laughs) that has saved me so much pain and I wish I would have started doing that at like 18 years old rather than like 23 (laughs) but you know it's a learning experience and that is just my advice to any of my listeners that are new to the dating world don't ignore those red flags address them and then remove yourself because 99% of the time that's how you're going to avoid those bad dating situations and don't get me wrong there are some people that will absolutely fool you that's the name of the game for them is being a narcissistic person or manipulative and it happens to the best of us right some of us really get fooled by these people and don't beat yourself up for that I just once again advise you do not ignore the red flags and remove yourself as quickly as possible (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into the Reddit episode for today. Let's see here. So the first one says, Back in college, I was invited to an ice rink with a girl I liked and some of her friends. I didn't know how to ice skate and I didn't pick it up very quickly, but I wanted to try and impress her somehow. Well, I hugged the wall the whole time and made a fool of myself. The highlight was when I saw a flash of light as I fell in front of a group of people. Turns out I had fallen right at the moment someone took my picture, so my failure was immortalized forever. She took me back to my apartment and ended the relationship before it ever began. On a lighter note, the woman who is now my wife was at the ice rink that night. 
we didn't realize we were there at the same time until a year or two into our relationship when she suddenly exclaimed, you were the guy who couldn't ice skate. Yeah, she didn't seem that into you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like if I went on a date with a guy and he like was, okay, say we were ice skating and I knew he didn't know how to ice skate, I wouldn't like break up with him or end the relationship because of that. Like that to me is him like really attempting to try to do something that he knows you want to do. Like that would have been sweet to me. I would have been busting my ass on the ice rink with him. Women are so mean. This this is a problem is that you guys get a nice guy that's willing to do these things with you and then you fucking make him feel like shit for it and then the next girl he dates he's gonna refuse to do anything with her because of that one experience he had with you and I hate that men if you're listening and you've had an experience with a woman doing this or breaking up with you because maybe of an embarrassing moment that you had I promise you not all of us are like that. I promise you some of us are nice and we're going to find that really sweet. We're going to find the thought of that really sweet that you attempted to at least try. So at least you found your future wife there. She sounds like a queen. Okay, the next one is went on a blind date with a lady who just wouldn't stop picking at her scabs. (coughs) That just made me gag reading that. Just made a pile out of them on the restaurant table. I excused myself to use the washroom, and when I came back, my soup was there, but the pile of scabs was not. No, I didn't eat the soup. Oh my god, that's disgusting. (laughs) My eyes are literally watering from reading that. That's fucking absolutely disgusting. Imagine that. Like, just a pile of scabs on the table. I'm gonna go pee real quick. Come back. Gone. Nah, she probably put them in your soup, homeboy. Okay, the next one says, one time I went on an okay Cupid date and everything was normal until the end. She was a cute blonde girl that liked some of the things that I liked. We seemed to make each other laugh via chat, so I asked her if she wanted to meet. She said sure. We met up at the Elephant and Castle in San Francisco. It's a popular bar and it has enough room to have private conversations. I was kind of nervous and I didn't want to drink because I was on medication, but then she called me out for it, so I ordered what she ordered, a pear cider. We go upstairs and nervously talk. At first it was awkward, but we both seemed to loosen up quickly. She has a darker sense of humor than I expected, bringing up topics like burned bodies discovered on the side of the road and making jokes. I'm into it and I play along. (laughs) First of all, I love that, right? Because this is my sense of humor, so love that you played into it. Everything seemed completely fine and normal, and I started to maybe even like her, and she's touching me playfully, and it just seems completely normal and easy. Then suddenly, without anything weird being said or anything happening, no phone call or emotion or reaction, she gets up and just walks away rapidly. I was so confused by the suddenness I thought maybe I had missed something that she said and I followed her through the crowded bar as she increased her speed. She never looked back at me or anything. She just kept going for the door. I thought maybe she was having a panic attack or something like that, but when we got outside, she was completely fine. She kept walking away at a top speed when I finally said, Hey, wait a minute. She turned around with this look on her face like she didn't know who I was. And she said, Yes? And I was like, Uh, oh, that was so sudden. I mean, I just wanted to say goodbye. Maybe we can shake hands or something. I didn't really know what to say, and I tried to make a joke thinking about the least intimate greeting. She said, why? As she stuck her hand out and put it awkwardly in mine. 
Then she turned around and hightailed it out of there. I took a minute and looked at her walk away, and I tried retracing my steps of what we said and did and trying to think of why she reacted like that. I really felt like I must be the shittiest person ever. What I didn't notice while thinking was that there was this huge crowd of people smoking outside the bar. I mean, it must have been 50 people just all around the bar, and we had been standing right in the center of them. I didn't notice at first, but after she left, they all started cracking jokes about me, like tons and tons of jokes, and it was like suddenly I could hear them, so I looked around realizing what was happening until I realized the jokes were about me. Finally, one very tall black dude smoking a clove shouted loudly, Aw, shit, Romeo, you fucked that shit up. Look how fast that bitch is walking. Everybody just erupted in laughter. I was so double-stunned that I kind of just walked away slowly towards the BART station. As I walked, I heard that same voice yell, Aw, shit, did I hurt that guy's feelings? Sorry, brother. That's not the worst date I've been on, but it was the one that I think about in the shower a lot when I feel depressed. <laughs> that is so awkward. Like, I read this, and I was thinking, I don't know what would have, as a woman personally, like, what would have made her do this besides her seeing somebody, like, in the bar that she didn't want to see her with another man, you know? So I, that's what I'm taking from this, that they were kind of just chilling and hanging out, and she noticed somebody in the bar that she had either been dating or had a casual relationship with, and she got the fuck up out of there before anybody could see her on a date with somebody else. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. But also, like, if you're dating somebody, <laughs> this is going to sound like I'm a cheater, right? But I'm not, that's not what I mean by this. Say, like, you're dating, like, I live in Denver, for example. So say I'm dating someone, I have a casual relationship with them here, whatever, and then we end things off, we decide to no longer proceed with that, and then I start dating somebody else, I wouldn't be going to like the same places or even in the city like where I knew that the person that I just ended things with like lived. <laughs> uh, actually, I have a perfect example of that. I did casually kind of like have a little relationship with somebody here and they're like 10 or 15 minutes from me where I live. Um, it's like the nice, really nice part of Denver, I guess. And I don't even go over there. <laughs> like I just completely avoid that area altogether. And it's not because I'm with another man, but I just... There's no reason for us to have interaction, make eye contact. So I just avoid that area completely. But yeah, that's what it sounds like is happening here is that she saw somebody that she <laughs> she dated and got the fuck up out of there. That's awful. That's so awful. At least the black guy apologized to you for making that comment. But I think he was just trying to be funny. He was trying to help you cope with comedy. <laughs> okay, this one says, I went on a Tinder date with a guy who is now in my contacts as do not answer penis pick. Prior to the date, he seemed normal. We texted and talked on the phone and then arranged to meet at a restaurant slash bar. He was cute, but definitely bitter about something. He was from California and apparently didn't like the new city we were in. He started talking about sex and blowjobs and complaining about how uptight everyone here is about sex. He invited the waitress to a party his company was throwing after sending back the french fries he ordered. I showed him a picture of my dog on my phone. He took out his phone and showed me a picture of his penis. <laughs> Whoa, those are two opposite ends of the spectrum. We walked out of the restaurant together to get our cars from the valet. My car came first, and I left. He texted me later that he had my sweater. Apparently, I had dropped it on the way out, and if I wanted to see it again, I would have to hang out with him again. 
R.I.P. sweater. <laughs> yeah, the fuck, boy? No, keep that sweater. I hate that. If you, oh, if you want this, you have to see me again. Nobody, you can keep that. That shit was $25 online. I'll just order me a new one. He probably smells it every night before he goes to sleep and thinks about you. <laughs> uh. Okay, this one said, this one made me laugh. You guys, just, this is kind of long, but this made me laugh so fucking hard. And then the end of it is just so sweet. So let's go ahead and jump into it. So this one says, this happened to my cousin, not me, my cousin. And I will tell this story until the day I die. Her and I lived together at the time. She worked at a tanning salon. She mentions this guy, Vaughn, that had started coming in and he's really hot and he always flirts with her. So I guess two weeks after back and forth flirting, Vaughn finally asked her out on a date. She comes home, gets all prettied up. I wish her luck. Tell her to please call me if she decides to stay over so I know she's okay. She's a few years younger than me and I have no idea who this guy is. Anyways, she ends up calling me about five hours later. Hysterical. Bawling her eyes out. I can't understand a word she's saying. All I can make out is, I'm at the hospital, my car is at blah 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 address. Please go get it, then come pick me up. So my boyfriend and I go get her car. We drop it off at our house. Then my boyfriend decides to pick up a couple of his buddies along the way because it sounded like somebody needed an ass kicking. Pause. I love this energy, right? Like this is the energy that whoever I'm dating better have for my friends. Like she just called me. Some shit's going on. We got to get in the fucking car and fucking go. Get your little buddies in the car and let's fucking get out of here because that's the kind of energy I have. Like if my boyfriend, if I was dating someone, was to call me and be like, my sister's in trouble. These bitches are fucking with her. Me and my girls are all getting in the car and we're pulling up to wherever your sister is. So love this energy from the boyfriend. We had no idea what was going on. We get to the hospital and she's standing outside shivering. A man is standing beside her, but not near her. He just looks worried and she looks like hell. She jumps in the car and screams, just drive. Me being mad as fuck, saying to the guy, are you Vaughn? He looks like he's about to cry at any second. He says, yes, please don't be mad. I brought her here. I had to. She didn't want me to. Please let me explain. My cousin is in absolute hysterics at this point. She's punching the back of my seat and screaming, please go. I said, I don't have time to listen to you. She wants to go home. I need to take care of her. We drive home. I keep asking, what the fuck happened? Please tell me now. Did he hurt you? Did we, do we need to call the cops? Her response is, no, please, nothing like that. I'll tell you at home, not in front of other people. So I left it at that, dying inside to know. We get home, I tuck her into bed, and I give her some tea to try and calm her down. Every time she tries to start explaining, she buries her face and starts crying. Finally, I get it out of her. So after she left our house, she meets Vaughn at his house. They talk and had coffee, and he asked what she would like to do. She suggested a movie. He said, okay, let's go to Blockbuster. They go to Blockbuster. This is where it all starts. They pick their movie and they head to the cashier. She said she doesn't feel good and remembers waking up on the floor. Vaughn told her that she passed out and hit her head pretty hard on the counter. She said he was begging her to go to the hospital right then and there. She said, no, I'll be fine. Let's just go home and watch the movie. He agrees. They get back to his place. He keeps asking her if she's all right. If she would please change her mind about going to the hospital. She keeps saying no over and over. She said she doesn't remember falling asleep, but she guessed that's what happened because suddenly wakes up urgently needing to shit and vomit. 
She has no idea the layout of this guy's house. So she scrambles to the floor, feeling dizzy again, starts crawling, literally asking where the washroom is. He tries picking her up to take her, but she said she couldn't hold back. She throws up all over his floor, all over him, shits in her pants and starts crying. She said he was so concerned. He didn't even care. He just took her to the bathroom to finish. When they made it to the bathroom, she said she pulled her pants down before she made it to the toilet and shit like a parrot all over the walls. That part made me laugh so hard. Shit like a parrot. <laughs> shit like a parrot all over the walls. He gently closes the door and says, pass me your clothes, and he has something else for her to wear. She agrees and does so. She said she stopped vomiting and shitting and finally agreed to go to the hospital. He takes her and then shortly after I get that phone call. While she's telling me this, I am laughing so hard, crying, rubbing her head, and wondering if this is all a joke. No, because they end up getting married, and we bring this up at least once a year. Oh my god. <laughs> that shit made me laugh so hard when I read that. And then, like, to get to the end, and they're married. Like, Vaughn, what an absolute king. <laughs> like, that is awful that is probably like the worst thing that you could ask for on a first date is like you vomiting all over the person and shitting on yourself and shitting all over their bathroom oh my god I'd be fucking mortified shout out to Vaughn for being a real one <laughs> okay this one is I've got a couple I met a guy from OkCupid he seems nice but he never stops talking after interrupting me for the third or fourth time I finally ask him do you want to hear anything I have to say he apologizes profusely, says, you're right, I'm so sorry, and he pulls out a pad of paper and a pen. He then jots notes as I'm telling him about myself and whatnot. I finally ask what he's doing, and he says, oh, I'm writing down things I want to tell you when it's my turn to talk again. <laughs> what? I'm fucking 15 years old mentally, what? Met another guy from Oklahoma City. He knowingly used pictures that did not accurately reflect the way he looked, and he kept saying, you look just like your pics, in shock. He then told me I reminded him of his mother, like it was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, that's not a compliment when men tell you that. Like, you remind me of my mom. Like, if you say, like, a certain, like, characteristic, like, oh, you have a really sweet heart. That's something that my mom has. Like, that's different. But if you're just, like, in an overall general sense, you remind me of my mom. You fucking sicko, okay? Go hang out with your mama then. Don't, don't fucking tell me that, okay? Go take your mama on a date. <laughs> okay, this one says, this was a blind date. He suggested this swanky French restaurant that he said he loved, which thrilled me to my marrow as I loved French food and wine. When we got to our table, I picked up the wine list, and he looked at me with this look and said, I don't drink. So feeling judged, I ordered water. He then said we should split an entree because the prices here are ridiculous. And I'm thinking, now wait a minute. You picked this place and you said it was your favorite, meaning you knew damn well what the price was. And if you can't afford it, why didn't we go somewhere else instead? And obviously I was planning on paying half the check. I don't ever assume a date is going to pay for me. And we had even joked about that during a phone call a few days previously. So he knew I didn't expect him to pay for me. And I was like, hungry. But I just shrugged. He told me to pick three things that sounded good and we would share one. So I told him my three choices. And when the server came back, he ordered the cheapest thing on the menu, which was not one of the things that I had selected. We shared our tiny meal and split the check, $12 each. 
and conversation was stilted and awkward, and he answered all of my questions with one-word answers. Eventually, I felt like I was interrogating him, and we just sat there in silence. Afterwards, he asked if I wanted to go see some live music at a jazz bar down the road. Thinking optimistically, I agreed, but when we got to the club and he found out that there was a $5 cover, he told me we should skip it. Then he said, I mean, do you really have to do something else or can we just call it a night? As though I'd been the one that had been high maintenance and demanding all night. This, an hour after I arrived, and I'd driven almost two hours to get there. We parted ways and I went off to go dancing with friends instead. Okay, dude obviously was flat broke, which I'm not going to hold against anyone. I have so been there. But if you can't afford to date, maybe you shouldn't. Or like, go to Chili's. Chili's would have been fine. (laughs) Okay, uh, loved this. Number one, love Chili's. Yeah, guys, go to fucking Chili's. You got the two for 28 or whatever it is. It's like $31 after tax for two entrees, an appetizer, and a fucking dessert, okay? You can do budget dating. Like, that's the thing that I think men, and it's not all men, right? Anytime I'm speaking about men, like, I'm not speaking about all men. I'm just speaking about the good majority of them. But, like, a lot of them get confused or, like, tell themselves like mentally that we want to we want to go to these restaurants we want to go to all these fancy restaurants these fancy stores we want all this money spent on us and like in reality that's not (laughs) what it is like I don't need a fancy restaurant is it nice to go to one of those absolutely I'm not gonna turn that down but am I gonna pressure you to take me to some fancy restaurant and then expect you to pay a fucking $200 bill no, <laughs> no, I would never do that. And actually, guys, I saw this thing. I think it was on TikTok the other day, and it made me laugh so hard. It made me laugh so hard. This is a tip for my ladies. And and, it, and if any men are listening and somebody does this on a date with you, I'm sorry. <laughs> but okay, so ladies, I saw this TikTok yesterday that was like, this girl said she was talking to her therapist, and she was telling her therapist that when she goes on a date, that she always gets like really bad anxiety when the check's about to come because she doesn't know who's going to pay, right? Like she can afford to pay for herself. But you know, like when men take you out, like they do most of the time, like say that they're going to pay. And then I don't know, it's just like, it's like a thing for the women, right? Like we never know. We bring our debit cards, but we never fucking know. And that's fine. If we do have to pay for ourselves, whatever. So she was telling her therapist that she gets like really bad anxiety when she goes on this these dates, like first dates because she doesn't know like what to expect when the check comes essentially so the therapist (laughs) the fucking therapist says to her she says well this is what I normally do when I go on dates when the check comes I look at whoever I'm with and say do you need help with that (laughs) bro when I tell you I read that and died laughing I was like that is hella fucking smart because one they're either gonna say no and they're gonna take care of the bill right especially to save themselves the secondhand embarrassment two if they do cool they're just gonna straight up say that so you're not sitting there awkwardly like wondering like what's going on with the check I thought that was so funny do you need help with that (laughs) that's fucking iconic that is top top tier therapist advice right there I need me a therapist like that (laughs) Okay, this one says, I went out for dinner in a movie with a guy. I tried to chip in money at both, but he insisted that he covered it all. At the end of the night, we're sitting in the car in the parking lot of the restaurant that we had just eaten at, and he asked for a blowjob, saying, I mean, I bought you dinner and took you to a movie. It's the least you can do. Thankfully, I lived nearby. I hopped out of the car and walked home. 
Yeah, I would have too. Because I'm sorry, sir, you asked me on this date, which means we were just hanging out. There was no expectation of sexual activity. I hate when men do shit like that. Like, you bought me fucking dinner and expect me to suck your dick. No. I'm sorry. My guy friends that I would never date buy me dinner and don't expect that. So, no. (laughs) You fucking weirdo. Fucking weirdo. Those are the guys that just have a problem finding somebody who wants to suck their dick. So, that's the kind of shit they have to do. Okay, this one says, I went on a date with a guy who seemed really cool. He used to race bikes until he landed on his head after attempting a jump. During the date, he, one, told everyone we were on a date. Everyone. Two, told me that he wanted to kill his ex-roommates. Three, he asked the waitress to make the date more romantic, so she brought out a giant ice cream sundae meant for two people to share, and he ate it all by himself and spilled ice cream all over himself. Four, He bragged about beating the world record for the jump on which he landed on his head. Five, kept asking me if I was a gold digger because he made tons of money and needed to protect himself. Six, demanded separate bills. No big deal. Seven, all four of his credit cards were declined and he then asked me if I didn't mind paying and he would get it next time. Not that there would be a next time ever. Eight, he told everyone that the date went splendidly. Nine, he gave me stickers to his welding company as a thank you for paying since his credit cards must have had some kind of error. (laughs) Whoa, that's a lot, bro. I think he might have went on a date with a homeless man. (laughs) To be quite honest with you, he might have been homeless. I'm not sure. Sounded like it. Sounded like it. Okay, this one says, "I've I've told this before on Reddit when it happened about five years ago. I went on a first date with a man who I quickly realized had mental problems. He tried to show me off to his family and kept saying that we had been dating for nine months. Things got scary when I tried to bring him back to reality. I met this guy at a Halloween party and we ended up making out for a little bit. We then decided to go on a date together and scheduled it for three days later. On the day of the date, he's being very vague about where he's taking me for dinner while we were talking over text. He picks me up at my place and tells me that he's taking me to a great restaurant. As we're driving around town, he says, oh, I need to make a quick stop. Do you mind? I say that's fine, thinking he wants to pick up some chapstick or Advil or something. Ten minutes later, we pull into the Huntsman Cancer Institute parking garage. I tell him that I can wait in the car, but he insisted that I come in. I ask why we're here, and he says, I just promised someone that I would come and see them today. It will only take five minutes. He keeps telling me to come up with him, so I started to feel bad and decided to just go in with him. We get to the hospital room, and I say that I'll wait outside. I'm waiting for maybe two or three minutes when the door opens, and a woman introduces herself as his mother and says, It's nice to finally meet you. We know that you're really important to our son. I was so embarrassed and had no idea what to do, so I just went in as she kept ushering me inside. She pulls me into a long hug that I'm not really participating in. Quickly realized through the conversation with his mom that his dad is in the hospital bed and is dying from brain cancer. My date's mom keeps saying things about how good it is to finally meet me and how they wanted his father to meet me before he passed away. I am flabbergasted at what is happening and stay silent about the truth of their son. I realized through the conversation that he's been pretending to have a serious relationship for the past nine months and they think it's me. 
I am speechless, but finally mutter, I think I should step outside and let your family have family time. My date then immediately says we are leaving and give his parents a hug and a kiss. We walk down to the garage and he says, I just have one more stop. At this point, I'm thinking I'm with a crazy person and just agree to not upset him and put myself in danger, all while the wondering if I should just run away. I used to work with schizophrenic patients, and sometimes the best way to get out of a scary situation is to participate in their delusion. I get in the car and start to feel bad that he's going through all this and wondering how I'm going to get out of this situation. Instead of going to a restaurant, we pull up to what I find out is his sister's house. And as I'm sitting in the car, the same thing happens. His sister comes running out to the car, introduces herself, and tells me to come inside and visit. Same type of conversations where everyone is assuming I've been dating him for nine months and how it's great to finally meet me. All the while, I'm completely weirded out and started to question my own sanity. I finally get enough courage to speak up and say we need to get to our dinner reservation. He had originally picked me up at 6.30 and it's now 8.30. We get in the car and I decide to ask why he's telling his family that we've been dating for nine months when I've only known him for three days. He ignores me, turns up the radio, and starts singing loudly along to the music. I get the courage to turn the music down and say I'm not feeling well and ask him to take me home. He says okay but then pulls into a McDonald's drive-thru moments later and says geez you must be so hungry we forgot to eat. As we're sitting in the car, I'm realizing I need to get out ASAP. I unlock the door and run. He quickly pulls out a line and almost hits me as he's driving up to me. I quickly duck into a coffee shop. He parks and walks in saying, what's wrong? Why are you acting crazy? Sir, sir, let's rewind. Sir, (laughs) what the fuck? I tell him that I've requested a lift, even though I did not actually request one yet, and that I'm going home. He keeps insisting that I come with him and is pulling on my arm. There's a couple customers inside and a few baristas. He starts yelling loudly and I say I need help. A wonderful barista intervenes and tells him that he should leave or she's calling the police. He starts uncontrollably crying and says I'm a stupid bitch to do this to him after nine months of bliss. I kept repeating I don't know him and he needs to leave. He finally gets into his Land Rover and speeds off. I sat there for 45 minutes drinking a cup of coffee and telling the barista about what just happened. He kept calling and texting me over and over and I blocked his number. That night I put in a request to change the locks in my apartment, which was a $300 fee. Since he had been in my apartment for about 10 minutes when he came to pick me up and my spare key was sitting on the counter, was nowhere to be found. Thankfully, I never saw or heard from him again, but that was the worst date I've ever been on. Yeah, girl, that's, um, that is, I mean, obviously we do understand that there was some sort of mental issue. There was some sort of mental health issue there, but that is crazy creepy. I mean, Jesus, imagine going on a date with somebody and they, one, very first date, take you to their parents' house. Red flag. But two, you get there and the mom's like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting to meet you for nine months. Like, what? Hold on. Let me scroll back up and see how they met. Oh, they said they met at a bar? Hold on. No, she said she met him at a Halloween party. She met him at a Halloween party, but he'd been telling his parents for nine months that you guys have been dating. So that means that he had already set his sights on you and like made up in his head that you were his girlfriend that's crazy that's crazy 
Shout out to that barista for looking out for you guys. Or shout out to that barista for looking out for you. Oh my goodness, that's insane. I understand why that's the worst date you've ever been on. I don't know if I would want to date again after that. But also for all my ladies and my men listening, when you're going on a first date with someone, you guys, don't bring them to your apartment. Like I am so weird about who I let in my space strictly because people cannot be fucking trusted. So please don't let these people come over to where you live on your first date, your second date, even your third date. You guys like you guys need to know each other for like a couple months before they come over to your place because once they know where you live, anything could happen from there. So that's my encouragement, especially for the first date. Do not bring these people to your house. Do not do it. Okay, this is a long one and a wild ride. So buckle up. I was 22 years old. I started a new job and I met this super cute guy at work. He had a previous girlfriend who he had broken up with about six months before we met. She would sometimes randomly come into the shop and he would always tell her that she couldn't be there and that they had been broken up for months and that she needed to leave him alone. Anyway, he and I started talking and we flirted for several months. After about three-ish months, he finally asked me on a date. He's very introverted and I am not, so it took some time for him to feel comfortable enough to ask me out. We go out to dinner, and he's just so sweet and cute and adorably awkward. I really liked him. After dinner, he invited me back to his place to talk. I agreed, and we just chilled at his apartment talking. I was sitting on one sofa, and he was sitting on the other. All of a sudden, there was a pounding on the door. He calmly gets up and locks it, and I hear a female yell, Did you just lock the door on me? It was his ex. I'm sitting on the couch and he's calmly asking her to please leave through the door. All of a sudden, the front window slides open and she sticks her head in and starts screaming at him. At this point, he's still calmly asking her to leave while I'm sitting on the sofa clutching my mace. She then climbs in through the window and I see this huge woman. She was like 5'11 to 6 feet tall and I'm 4'11 for reference. And I thought, holy shit, I'm about to get my ass kicked. Then she sees me and says, who the fuck is this bitch? All the while, he's calmly trying to get her to leave. She goes ballistic and starts tearing down pictures in the living room, trashing them. Then she moved to the bedroom, and I could hear her screaming, throwing things, breaking stuff. All the while, my date was standing in the doorway of his room, trying to get her to stop. He never raised his voice, and it seemed like this was not the first time this has happened. He went up and got his neighbor and he said, I need help with S again. So the neighbor came over, but she didn't do anything except stand in the doorway next to me in shock. Meanwhile, we can hear things escalating with her in the bedroom. I feel like I should mention that she lived with some pretty significant mental illness. He calmly walks in the bedroom and after a minute or so, he walks out of the bedroom with her in a bear hug, guiding her out of the house. Not shoving, not pushing, just as gently as possible. She was kicking and screaming the entire time. She then went and laid down in the courtyard, rolling around in the grass, crying and screaming, while the three of us, me, my date, and my neighbor, just stood there for a minute. My date said that he was going to call her cousin to come get her, but before he could make the call, the cousin walked up. He brought her there and was waiting in the car the whole time. My date and the cousin went to get her, calmed her down, and convinced her to leave. As she was walking by me, she said, I'm sorry I called you a bitch. I don't even know you, and then left. I sat with my date, and we kind of processed what had happened, which is when the neighbor told me that this is not the first time, and I encouraged him to call the police. I eventually left and drove home about 45 minutes, and I called him when I got home. 
this was pre-cell phones, by the way, to let him know I got home and to see if he called the police. He did, but not to report what happened, but so that they could do a welfare check on her to make sure she was okay. We're celebrating our 27th anniversary this year, 27 years together and 20 years married. He is the kindest, sweetest man who has pushed old ladies' broken down cars off the road, helped people get unstuck in the snow, fixes his friend's cars for free, and he would give you the shirt off his back. I love him. Oh my goodness. And then there was an edit on the post. It said, or the summary for the post says, met a cute guy, first date, ruined by ex who trashed his apartment, but his kindness and compassion towards her made me like him even more, so I married him. He's on Reddit, so he might see this. Hi, sweetie. (laughs) That's so cute. I love love. Like, I just love that story, right? Because, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us have been in this situation or a situation where there's a crazy ex or whatever the case is. And, like, men and women both do this where they just trash talk their ex. So it's so nice to see a situation where, like, he didn't do that. He was kind and compassionate. And this girl is fucking freaking out in his house and he puts her in a bear hug. Like, ah, I love that. How sweet. What a good man. You got a good one. Okay, this one's fucking hilarious. And I did this one just because you guys know I grew up in like a super religious household. So this one made me fucking laugh so hard. It made me geek. My role with meeting somebody for the first time was usually at a coffee shop or something similar. Some intimate setting to get to know the person better. I met a girl on Tinder. She seemed very nice and somehow we had a good bit in common other than she was religious and I'm not. She never brought it up in the conversation, so I didn't think much of it. I decided to meet her at Starbucks halfway between our homes. She was nice, but seemed really nervous. I thought it was the first date nerves or something. Probably about 15 minutes into talking, another dude who was sitting a few tables away from us comes to sit down right next to us. He pulls out a pamphlet with the words like, Jesus and Are You Lost written across the top. I'm super confused at this point. I tell the guy no thanks and that we didn't have time to hear about it. She then begins to tell me that this was her friend and they wanted to talk to me about where I was in life and how Jesus can help. I think she mentioned something about how today's youth is being corrupted by online dating and how we're straying from God's light. I realized then that I was in a religious intervention. I was pretty freaked out. I think all I said was something to the effect of, this is fucked up, then stood up and left. She texted me later to tell me she was there for me when I was ready to hear God's word. (laughs) If somebody did this to me on a fucking date, you guys, I would laugh for three weeks straight. I, that is so crazy. Like, they're talking about online dating, but they're on their, what, recruiting fucking Christians from Tinder? Like, what? Like, they're recruiting Christians off of Tinder? She didn't mention this at all in your conversation. Like, she had this, like, what are you guys doing? You're lying. You're lying because you're getting on Tinder and making people think that you want relationships with them and then meeting them at the fucking coffee shop to do a religious intervention. Like, that's awful. (laughs) That is fucked up. I would have stood up and been like, I'm an atheist, tail Satan, and just walked out the door. (laughs) Okay, this one says, I went on a POF date with a girl. The setup was fun. We decided not to talk at all before we met. Kind of like a real date would go before the internet. So we were both excited. We set up to meet at an old bar in the city. I got there early. She arrived five minutes later. We talked, and she suggested that we eat. 
I wasn't super hungry, but I got something. She drank about four drinks. During the conversation, we had a lot in common. We worked at the same place about a month apart. We liked the same movies, same music, etc. Then at the end, I asked for the check. She says she needs to go to the bathroom and then gets up and straight leaves. Just right out the front door. Adios. I went back to ask her why she did I went back to ask her why she did that. She deleted her account. I'm not entirely sure she wasn't just a hungry ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Um you hear honestly cases of women doing this all the time. Like people just go on dates for food or do whatever to have like the experience and they don't have to pay for it, but it's fucked up. I mean, come on, girl. Even if you weren't interested, you could have at least finished dinner and thanked him for your meal. Like, trash. Trash. Okay, this is going to be the last one for this episode. I've told this on Reddit before, but it qualifies. I was at work, and a stunningly beautiful woman walked up and asked me out. I was in college, and she was probably about 25 or 26. It was an amazing date. She was funny and cool and insisted on paying for everything. At the end of our meal, she looked at me and said, I promised myself I wasn't going to fuck you, but I've changed my mind. Back at her place, the sex was like porn sex, but something was off. She was very particular about positions and where we positioned ourselves. She also described in a very loud voice everything we were doing. By the time we were finished, I was creeped out and I knew something was up. On the drive home, I badgered her until she admitted that her fiancé had watched us the whole night through the bar and the restaurant and through the window when we had sex. <laughs> what the fuck? And here's an edit to the post. I don't have a problem with their lifestyle. Let your freak flag fly, man. <laughs> My issue was with the fact they didn't bother to tell me what was going on. I never spoke to her again after that night. I saw her a few years later at a football game and she was with a guy. She and I made eye contact and smiled, but did not speak. <laughs> she found somebody else to get recorded. Yeah, that, um, for those of you who don't know, is very illegal. God, that's fucked up. That would have creeped me out, too. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that I would do that, but I would take everything in me not to fucking hurt somebody in that moment, like, realizing that they did that. So props to you for just never speaking to her again, because that's it's fucked up. Her and her boyfriend both needed their ass kicked. Or her fiancé or whoever the fuck he was. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that Reddit episode of bad dating experiences, bad date experiences. If any of you listening have had like a super awful, cringy, crazy date, send them to me on the email or on Instagram and I will put them on here. If you haven't already left a review on the podcast, you can do that on Apple Podcast. I will make sure to leave the link below for that. And you can also do it on Spotify now. You guys, please go leave a rate. It really, I say this every podcast, but it really does help. Like every time I get a new rating, my audience jumps up by like 100 listeners. So that means that the, that means that the podcast is being pushed to more people every time you guys leave a review. So please go do that. That is a free way that you can support the podcast. And it means so much to me. So Thank you guys again for listening. I hope that we're all getting ready for spring. I'm so fucking sick of this cold ass weather. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. This Florida girl is done with the weather below 20 degrees. Done. I'm done. All right, guys. I love you. And until the next episode, 